she let him die like a dog, far from home. Although I pray day and night, I don't believe you anymore. I don't believe anything. Why does such great suffering happen, even to good and faithful people? It is easy to doubt God during these times. Often it's not our faith that is wavering, but our difficulty in understanding why God allows us to suffer. Still, nothing happens that God doesn't use for a greater purpose. Lucia showed an unwavering faith in God in the face of great opposition. Like Mary, she never doubted God's ways, despite many days of darkness and uncertainty. Fatima gives us hope, even in the dark. It's truth, hope, and a look at life you won't get anywhere else. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Hey, that clip came from a uh, brand new, very exciting film that's coming out next month. You know, I've been giving you a little sneak peek at it uh, during my Fatima series here. It's a clip I want to dig into today because it's something I think that's important for you and for me to understand, and that is the mystery of suffering. Uh, I, I don't know where you are in your life right now, and I, I often wonder, why does a good and a loving God, who is our Father, allow us to suffer? I would do anything I could to protect my children from pain and for suffering. So why? Why does God the Father permit? It's one of those great mysteries of life. We know what the great saints have said. They've all talked about the power of suffering, how meritorious, how efficacious, how redemptive it is. And I know so often, especially today in this age, and especially us as Americans, and it's not a bang, but it's a truth, um, we all try to avoid uh, suffering, don't we? We all try to somehow, I don't know, mitigate and diminish it. Now, I understand I don't like pain any more than you do. I'm not, not, I'm not a masochist, okay? But we have to understand what the saints said, what St. Faustina said, what all the great saints said. You know, we are giving an opportunity to suffer. There'll be a day that comes when you will no longer be able to do such. And they said, you know, the angels envy us for this. They envy us. There's a power in one suffering. Pope John Paul II was a man who was deeply acquainted with personal suffering. And he says, it's suffering more than anything else that clears the way for God's grace that transforms your human soul. Life is short. You're on a journey. Life will end for you soon. You know, it's like a season. You're like a leaf on a tree, which will fall and wither. Suffering more than anything else clears the way for grace, which will transform your soul. Look, you will live. You were designed to live forever. God wants you with him forever, forever. And if you're suffering now, or you see, I have a brother-in-law who's an atheist who says, well, why, if there's a God, why does he let that tsunami take out those innocent people? Why are the people suffering in, in Africa, starving to death? You know, well, why would a God allow this or that to happen? And he highlights all the evils, the horrors, the, the things that you say, gosh, it's a really good point. You know why? St. Augustine says that God only permits evil. He only permits evil if a greater good can come from it. Dr. Mark Miravalli, who's been a great contributor to this program, was once asked that question. He had a great explanation of it. And maybe you're grappling with it now. Maybe you're suffering from cancer or your finances are ruined. Or you just lost your business or your spouse cheated on you or left you. Maybe your kid's addicted to drugs. You're suffering. I know. I understand. I get it. I asked Dr. Miravalli about this. And this is what he said. I hope this will help you make sense of the cross that you're carrying right now. And remember. Give it to Christ, united to him on the cross. Well, first of all, Drew, 
suffering is in the world because God allows freedom. We simply can't have it both ways. We can't have the freedom to do something good and get merit and not have the freedom to do something bad and to pay for it. And so you can't have freedom without the possibility of suffering because what causes our suffering? It's our sins. It's the sins of humanity compounded or even creation itself calls for justice and that's what oftentimes chastisements are. Uh, they're, they're the, if you will, the, the order of justice that, that takes place because of sin. But to say that if God really loved us, he wouldn't allow, wouldn't allow suffering is to say if God really loved us, he wouldn't allow us free will and if he didn't allow us free will, we couldn't love. So you see, now, to your question and your, your metaphor, does God mitigate suffering? Oh, when we get to heaven, we're going to be as blown away as you can be with the beatific vision of how much the Father mitigated, how much the Father overlooked. And I think the question now is, how in the world can the Father have the patience not to strike forth with more justice in light of the abortion? and the marriage breakdown, and human trafficking, and the rejection of him, and atheism. So certainly there is mitigation. But if God doesn't allow suffering, that means he can't allow sin, because suffering comes from sin. If he doesn't allow sin, mm-hmm. we don't have the freedom to love him. So it's all a package of gift and love and responsibility. We have a responsibility for actions, and that sometimes, when we choose wrongly, causes suffering. I, I love that explanation. I hope it gave you some clarity. You know, in that Fatima movie, you know, and, and David Carolla, who's the head of the uh, the Blue Army's executive director there, he's going to be stopping by in just a minute or two to talk with me. Um, I, I thought the date of the launch was August 14th. Because of COVID, it might have been moved back a couple of weeks, but I think they're doing drive-ins. We'll, we'll find out about it. I do want you to see it because I think Fatima is so important. All the chaos, the turmoil, the suffering in our culture. I've often said Our Lady's peace plan, the call to pray the rosary, penance, embracing our suffering is such a key to transforming the culture. In the Fatima movie, the Fatima movie there is this scene when uh, the woman approaches the young Lucia and she berates her. There's this lady there. And after she receives the news, her son had died in, in the war. And uh, she said, I prayed, I prayed for him and my prayers were not answered. Why? She asks. I no longer believe, this lady said, what you've been telling us. You know, my son died far from here. You know, why? I mean, you can understand the pain of a mother who lost her son. So Lucio had no words for this terribly tortured and distraught woman. And it's very easy to say, no, it sounds, tri- oh, trust in God, you know, when you look for answers to our, our requests. But look, it's, sometimes it's more difficult to feel that God is with us when we don't receive the answers to our prayers. Lucia used to bring people's requests for healing to Our Lady at every apparition uh, after May 13th. And Our Lady would respond, some yes, others no. She'd also say they must amend their lives. Maybe that's the reason for the continued suffering. Maybe that's why the prayer's not being answered. Maybe you need to amend your life. So our, our Lady and our Lord want our hearts and our souls first. That whole concept of amendment of life is often what they seek in allowing us to suffer. That's what this is about. Life is short. It's a journey. They want us with them for all eternity. We have that free will that Dr. Miravalli talked about. Yet none of these three children were exempt from suffering. None of them. Just because they saw the mother of God, they saw the fires of hell, they, they didn't go, hey, this is great because we're so holy, we're not going to suffer. Suffering calls us all. We all are called to suffer, and we are called to put our eyes on Christ and to trust no matter what. One woman who I 
was with in Fatima, was praying for the healing of, of her son who became paraplegic, confined to a wheelchair for life. And after a serious fall, she came to understand that his suffering in this way had to do with his salvation and that he wouldn't be healed. But but after that, she was at peace about it and no longer felt the need to pray about it. So uh, if, when the movie comes out, check it out. We'll make sure you're aware of it. Uh, so please spread the message of Fatima. Please pray the rosary. Uh, the, the movie touches on the difficulties that these children experienced in dealing with suffering with others. And they came to understand the pain like that woman who was overwhelmed with sorrow. And they stood between heaven and earth uh, interceding. Uh, so uh, many cases, you know, the bliss of the happenings there in, in, in Fatima and the realities of why she appeared uh, ultimately became very apparent. And I'm joined today by David Corolla, who understands this intimately he's been preaching the message of fatima for a long time and uh today he believes fatima is more relevant and more needed than ever and david it's good to have you with me the scene from the movie is a powerful depiction of that internal struggle that sears were facing i mean these are holy kids they were kids and yet they struggled and suffering is a fact of life i deal with it every day during the chapel i have it in my own life can you explain maybe the relationship between suffering and, and even salvation in the light of the Fatima message, what, what we learn from yeah. these great apparitions. Sure. No, Drew, always good to be with you. And, and yeah, and I love what Dr. Miravalli said because he did encapsulate it very well. But we, we all carry our crosses in life, and that's, that's a fact. And some are larger than others, you know. And that scene in the movie speaks of, in my opinion, a much larger picture of salvation that only God truly sees, you know. This woman prayed for the safety of her son. And that that prayer was not answered as she had asked it, at least. Uh, perhaps it was answered in a more profound way. You know, she prayed for her son's well-being, correct? And is, is this God seeing through all time, knew that her son would perish in the war? You know, perhaps, you know, he, in a later part of life, who said he might have turned away from God? You know, and at this point in time was the best time he was most prepared to die. You know, that was perhaps the answer to her prayers, although she didn't see it that way, and she suffered terribly for it. You know, we don't know, but our prayer should always be to ask for his plan. You know, as I said, our Lord in the garden, even in his perfection, asked if this chalice could pass from him, but then became resigned to the divine will and said, not as I will, but as you will. All prayers are answered. We don't always like the answer. I think that's what it comes down to. And we have to pray for God's will. And, and, and Fatima Marley really spoke of that. You know, she, she told us that you accept the will of God. Are you willing to accept sufferings that will come your way? Yeah. You know? yeah. So, so, David, you know, this is such an important issue. Um, how do you comfort somebody who asks why God allows suffering to happen to good people? Because there's a lot of really good people. When I hear these intentions I get during the chapel, they break my heart. And you think, wow, yeah. why? Why does a good and loving God allow suffering to happen to his children? Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I always say, of course, I, I always look back to my parents and I always said, you know, that adversity builds character, as they say, you know. But, but you know, suffering, you know, separates us from this world and connects us with the next. Right? You know, if we're too comfortable and happy in this world, uh, are we really striving for the next life? Are we really striving for the things that truly we should be looking for? You know, we all fall short of perfection. We know that. And our Lord and Our Lady, who are perfect, suffered in, in ways beyond what any of us can really understand. You know, if they had to suffer to fulfill their mission, how can we as sinners expect to have this cup pass from us? You know, Adam and Eve committed what seems to us to be a minor infraction when you think about it, you know. But it took how many years to repay that debt to God? You know, 
I believe the Bible says that Adam lived 980 years. I don't know the exact number of years, but I've heard that said. Yeah. You know, and most of those in toil and difficulty. You know, think of the mountain of sin that even good people commit today. You know, you look at it, we look at each other, Drew, as people who are working for a cause, and we we consider us to be good people, or at least by the standards maybe of today. But, I mean, we don't know. Where do we really stand in the eyes of God? We hope, you know, our prayer should be every day, Lord, let me see myself as you see me and then perfect me, you know. We have to understand our level of imperfection if we hope to become perfect, you know. And in Fatima, she explained this and told us that we must make reparation for sinfulness, not just our own sins, but for the sins of others. You know, and only in this way can we attain that perfection of heaven. You know, uh, war and consequently, war is a consequence of sin, as are all adversity is, is a punishment or a result of sin. And the war against sin that we are fighting by our faithfulness to God is really the remedy. We have to push back against these things. Yeah. My guest today is uh, David Carollo. If you want to join the conversation, I want to open the phones too. It's. Uh... Available for you anytime. Triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. That's triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. David, I take a short pause. When we come back, let's talk much more. Uh, and, and look, grab a pen and paper. I want to get you plugged into some great resources for you, and I, I want to get some clarity too on that great date, the date of this Fatima movie that's coming out. I was invited to go see it at a drive uh, drive-in, believe it or not, because of COVID. But we'll talk about that if you're suffering today. Maybe God is speaking to you. Maybe you are meant to hear this conversation. We'll be back with your calls and more right after this. This is the Drew Mariani Show. Listen in to the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. I wanted to call and report a miraculous recovery. Where we're here for you. Weeks and weeks with no improvement. Every afternoon at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific. Now he's home. On Relevant Radio. The Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash Forrester. Get informed and get connected. It's the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Yeah, wonderful to be here with you. We'll pray in about uh, about 10 minutes or so, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, so please tell others. All right, and be sure and join me. We'll come together. We'll offer our suffering to God. We'll unite it to that of the suffering of our lord on the cross all right and it will be meritorious you can join me triple eight nine one four nine one four nine for the chaplet my guest today is david carollo and i invite you to join us for a conversation with him he has been joining me for several weeks now as we've been continuing our series on the fatima peace plan and dave of course is the executive director of the world apostolate of fatima and he joins us today. And Dave, before we get into any other conversation, I, I want to ask you about the movie. I was under the impression August 14th was the day, but somebody told me just a couple of days because of COVID, it's pushed back. How can people see it? And somebody invited me to come to a drive-in and, and to watch it. How's this thing being launched? I mean, get, get people plugged in. It's difficult. It truly has been. This this whole thing. I'm going to be honest. Somebody said to me or asked me earlier, do you think that, that there are diabolical forces behind this whole thing that happened this year with the COVID, with the riots? And I said, you know what? I think yes. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're putting this movie out. Okay? <laughs> that, wow. that I, the devil doesn't want it out there. I, I really believe that. But the, the August 14th date again is is still up in the air. You know, you know, the, the, the production companies work towards 
you know, the first weekend is a big thing in production. Yeah. And with these theaters still closed, it is just it is so frustrating for everybody. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of effort and money went into making this movie, and there's a lot of people that are are, are just so at edge over it, and and it's unfortunate. Uh, but it's coming, and there are a lot of these these uh, premieres that you're seeing, people are invited to private premieres, myself. We will be hosting one here at the Blue Army Shrine here in Washington, New Jersey, too, except the date's not set yet. And, um, uh, you know, I, I just think, uh, uh, I'd say, but just keep an eye out for it, and we will announce it with you as soon as we have a real answer of the actual date. That sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. Anne's listening in Chicago. She's got a question for you, too. Anne, good afternoon. Hi. Yeah, hi. Um, I um, recently saw two movies in tandem. One was Garabandal, um, uh, God Only Knows. And then shortly after, around July, I, I guess it was like July 17th or so, it came out. And it was called Garabandal Unstoppable Waterfall. Now, that was um, um, the Spanish interpretation of it. There. Uh, in Spanish, but they're they're um, voiced over in in English um, or English subtitles. And you know, I had been interested in Garbandal. I was maybe you know in my early twenties when it first came out, and so that tells you my age. Right. And I just kind of dropped it. And then these two movies, if seen in right. tandem, one is the movie Garbandal, God Only Knows, mm-hmm. and Garbandal, Unstoppable Waterfall, follows up with all the things that were hidden about Garb and Dahl. And um, Joey Longangino, who was a blind guy who went to see Padre Pio, was cured of a sense of he lost his sight and his smell. He was restored with smell or scent, and um, he asked Padre Pio, he says, I'm on my way to Garb and Dahl. It was around the same time. And And he said, but I I go, and... Padre Pio said, yes, why not? And yeah. Padre Pio sent Conchita the veil. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar with veil. it. And let, let me, you know, it's a whole other conversation, the Garabandel apparitions, and we could certainly talk about them. They're fascinating. They have not yeah. been met with formal church approval yet, and people have to be very cautious about them. Uh, I remember um, speaking to uh, the head of social communications for the uh, Vatican. I met him over there. He was a friend of my family's years ago, and uh, Garabandel came up, and, and he, he questioned it because of some of the things you're bringing up. I mean, some of the prophecies did not have come true. Joey Lamangino was supposed to on the day of the great miracle see, and he has passed away. So uh, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. I mean, fundamentally, um, you know, the message is all the same in a lot of these apparitions, David, especially Fatima, yeah. and that's prayer, and that's penance. We see that in Garabandel, and the visions there were, were amazing. But one of the things yeah. that I think is so important is this theme of, of reparation, and right. I know you also do for Saturdays. And, you know, with right. all the statues being destroyed today, that's one of the blasphemies that's been called for. So um, yeah. l- let's address the, the – yeah, there's a commonality, as I said, a thread through many of these apparitions, but, but yeah. Fatima's kind of the queen of – of them all. Sure. Uh, sure. you, you, well, your you know, thoughts on the importance of that reparation for, for Saturday? Well, that's right, true. I mean, I, I don't, just a quick comment. I mean, I, we don't talk against or, or in favor of apparition, other apparitions. And, you know, I, because let the church make the decision. But, but people need to pray and, and, and whatever, you know. Prayer, penance, and sacrifice has to be the core of everything. Now, you know, talk about, yeah, the five, you know, the, the, the five blasphemies by which the first Saturday devotion was asked for. And the fifth one is what? Desecration of her images, Our Lady's images. And look what's happening all over the place. 
streets where they are literally desecrating beheading statues of Our Lady. That is a blasphemy that angers God. Let's be realistic. That's what that's what she said. Yeah. It's one of the five blasphemies against her Immaculate Conception, against her perpetual virginity, against her divine maternity, uh, instilling the things you know ideas against indifference to Our Lady in the hearts of children and desecration of her images. It's very offensive to God, and that's why we're telling people to redouble their efforts in the first Saturday devotion. Again, as we move into the election time and, and all of the beautiful uh, novenas and that that are going to and participate, the 54-day rosary novenas, I highly recommend we yeah. do these and pray for good results, yeah. for, for good, just people to come into office. Dave, I don't, want to, I don't want to step on you, but explain it, because there are people who don't know anything about what first Saturday is. Or well, the first Saturday devotion, Our, Our Lady asked for reparation to her immaculate heart. Okay, and that was our, our Lord wishes, you know, reparation be made to her immaculate heart. Where on the first Saturday of five consecutive months, you go to confession, receive communion, pray five decades of the rosary, and then I love the next part: spend 15 minutes keeping her company. Okay, it didn't say just yes while meditating on the other mysteries of the rosary, but I love what a way it says by keeping Our Lady company. Okay, because then you are getting into the mysteries of the rosary, which is a beautiful thing. And, of course, there are many promises that go with that. But we say, don't just say the five first Saturdays. Say you're going to do the first Saturday's devotion and continue it on. Because this is, this is what's going to usher in the, 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 um, the triumph of the Immaculate Heart. Absolutely it will be. And I think this is the type of thing that we have to be working towards, is that period of time when we will get that, that promise made at Fatima, that in the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. Yeah. So, Russia will be converted, and we will have peace. An era of peace will be conceded to mankind. Think about it. Think about peace. You know, are we at peace? I mean, have we ever been at peace in any in our lifetime through? You know, the, where, the, in this roughly half century or more that we've been alive, have, there's never been peace and, uh, everywhere in the world. Maybe in, in certain areas, you know, a true peace and a, an unjust peace with people. Yeah. This is what Our Lady's talking about, where people will see each other more in that light of God, and, and this is what we pray for this is what we try to usher in and in that time that i think tremendous conversions will come forth because you'll see a time where people be more attuned to the to the words of god you know perhaps like in the fourth century you know when 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 the church was legalized and 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 look at what it built look at the beautiful society it built well we can l- do let it me again. let me do this uh bluearmy.com very simple bluearmy.com go there check it out you'll learn about first saturday devotion you can join them for the rosary and so many wonderful things. Of course, join us every evening here at 7 for the rosary with Father Rocky. I just got word that Fatima movie is going to open all across North America August 28th. So keep your eyes out for it.